uh, receive. Hi, morning, everyone. Um, it's so wonderful to be here and also to bring the word of the Lord to you. Thank you, Shen, for uh, reading uh, that scripture passage for us. Um, I'm, I realize that we also have the uh, children with us, and I was told, Pastor, can you do a, a children's sermonette? Uh, we've done a script, and uh, I'd like to pass this time over to my wonderful assistants. Uh, they always call me Pastor Ron Ron. Um, they're orange and pear. Uh, over to you, orange and pear, and I uh, hope you can present to us uh, the children's segment. My name is Orange. And I'm Pear. We are here to help, help Pastor Ron Ron talk about what to do when you're afraid. Uh, Orange, what are you afraid of? Sometimes I'm afraid of the dark, or my dad forgets to pick me up from school, or some crazy dog barks at me. But when that happens, I remind myself of Psalms 27 verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? But that doesn't make the crazy dog go away, does it? How does knowing that verse help? Well, it doesn't always make the crazy dogs go away. Not always, but it reminds me that I'm not alone and that God is with me that he cares for me, and he will save me. But, Orange, I'm afraid of many things. Ooh, like what, Pear? Uh, like dentists? Hmm, that guy looks kind of familiar. Like I've seen him before. But, yeah, it's natural to be afraid of people that might cause you pain. But he does that to make sure you have healthy teeth, so you shouldn't be afraid of him. What else are you afraid of? Don't laugh, but I'm scared of rats and cockroaches. And nowadays, something my parents call the COVID-19 virus. Yeah, Pear, those are scary. But when I'm scared, I know who to look for to help me. You do? Ooh, you mean your mom and dad, right? Well, yeah, we look for someone who can help us. But there are some things that even my parents can't deal with, like this virus. Or sometimes they're not around when you need them. So I look to the one who is greater and stronger than the virus, God Almighty. Well, okay. God is greater than the virus, but why would he care about me? Does he really want to hear what I have to say? Sure he does. Psalms 27 verse 8 says, My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Wow! So God wants me to talk to him when I'm afraid? Yes, he does. And you know what? Remember when I said that I get scared when my dad forgets to pick me up from school? Yeah, that's scary and crummy. Well, verse 10 says that even if my father and mother abandon me, 
the Lord will hold me close. I guess when I think about it, I'm afraid when I think I'm alone and not able to deal with the problems by myself. But it sure helps knowing that God is with me. But what does God want us to do about the COVID-19 virus then? Well, we should listen to what our parents and the elders are telling us to do to keep safe. But verse 14 also says, Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. I guess I can be brave and courageous if I know that God is with me no matter what happens. Orange, how do we wait patiently for the Lord? Well, Pastor Ron Ron, you know when he seeks the Lord and waits on the Lord, he puts his hands together in prayer like this. And talks with God. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't forget to practice good hygiene, Orange. Oh yeah, let me get hold of the sanitizer. So, Pear, remember when you're feeling afraid? Psalms 27 reminds us to look for God and to be brave. Be courageous and wait patiently for the Lord. Look for God and be brave. Be courageous and wait patiently for the Lord. <laughs> Thanks so much for that, Orange and Pear. Uh, couldn't do that without you, and it was a wonderful one. Uh, we come to this time now where we want to commit uh, the word of the Lord um, uh, to each other. And so, so shall we bow our heads in prayer and uh, commit this time to the Lord. Oh Lord, you are magnificent and you are wonderful. And we come to you when we are in times of trouble and uh, when we do not know what to do. Teach us, Lord, through your word in Joshua chapter 1 and Psalm 27, that we might hear you and that we might see you and that we might know your will and follow you, Lord. So may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts, O oh Lord, be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Friends, I hope you have your uh, Bibles with you. And um, we're also uh, projecting out the slides. Uh, I hope you can hear me uh, well enough. And I know that uh, Normally in a, a congregational setting, we'll be asking uh, people, you know, those at the back, can you, can you hear me? This is almost like asking uh, the World Wide Web, can you hear me? But there are times when we can't hear each other, um, when we are very fearful and when we are uh, stuck in our situation, uh, we seem to retreat into ourselves and we enter into a panic mode. Uh, I think... 
many people have said before uh, in, in counseling and in therapy, when we are in a panic, uh, the first thing that normally uh, tends to happen is when we want to uh, fight or uh, flight. You know, we want to either stay and uh, trash it out and fight it through, or we want to run away. Uh, panic seems to set into our minds and we're unable to function. I don't know when you've ever been in such a situation and, uh, and what uh, entails uh, your ability to exit from that particular situation. I remember a time when I was uh, lost uh, and uh, you begin to think, how am I going to get out from here? And you start thinking in inwardly and uh, your mind goes into a whirl and your stomach starts churning and you lose your will. You know, it's almost as if your heart crumbles and crushes in and you just don't know what to do. Uh, it tends to leak out of you, you know, strength tends to leak out of you. And we say that the joy of the Lord is our strength, but when the Lord is not present, we don't have the strength to seem to follow him. Now, the Bible has been given to us so that we might have situations where we could see uh, from these biblical characters how to follow the Lord and how to get out of our particular situations. And in these two examples, we've been quoted uh, Joshua as well as uh, David. Psalm 27 is said to be a psalm of David. And we particularly want to look at Psalm 27, verse 1. It begins by that particular statement in saying, The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the stronghold of my light. Uh, for those of you who've managed to download the bulletin, I've got the fill in the blanks. So if you still want to fill in the blanks, you can put it in. But here's the thing, you know, um, David in particular faced many situations where, you know, he's fighting, uh, uh, he's fought the, the Goliath before. He's uh, running away from Saul at different times in his life. He's uh, battling against the, the Philistines and the Hittites and all the uh, enemies that are around him. And war is at many times uh, surrounding him. But rather than focus on his enemies and their large war engines, rather than focus on the very big issues that are affecting him, uh, he instead focuses on God. And so really in situations of crisis, your confidence should not be on what you are able to do or how you have the resources on hand uh, to overcome it. Not that you totally ignore it, but really the first thing is our confidence should be on the right person. Uh, we should be looking towards God. And in this particular uh, sentence, you have, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Now, in order for us to have the light of God, there obviously is this mention of darkness. So the person who reads this needs to understand that even when we have God as our light, it doesn't mean that we do not have darkness at all at any point in time. He comes to us in our darkness. He comes to us in our danger when we are exposed and we are uh, feeling very naked alone. So thus the Lord is our light and our stronghold and our salvation. You know, salvation is a very big word uh, to talk about how he is uh, saving us in our particular situation. 
Now, to best illustrate this, you know, uh, I'm not sure if you're able to see this, uh, but if you if you take my hand as a particular issue uh, that I have at this point in time, when it's right next to my face, uh, you you don't really you you can actually make the perspective of my uh, of what you see as opposed to my hand. But when you begin to focus on the problem, and the problem becomes closer and closer and closer because you're facing it, all you see after a while is just my hand. And as it goes bigger and bigger, it just becomes total darkness. And so really what we're asking uh, to do when we talk about the situation is to put the problem in its perspective and to put it in the light of God, who is much, much bigger than me. He's so great. He inhabits the entire universe. And to put the problem in its perspective. You know, there are times when I look to myself and I look at all the problems that overcome us uh, in the family, in the church, in the community life. And then I ask myself, in the light of eternity, in the light of the bigness of God and how great and big He is, my problems tend to fade into the distance. And I know some of my seniors and my elders, when they're worried and they're concerned, this song comes to their mind and saying, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of the earth will grow strangely dim in light of his glory and grace. And so the first point we have is uh, focus your confidence on the right person, not on your ability, not on the ability of others, or on the capacity of the government or the church or, or the schools to deal with the problem, but firstly on God himself. Now, how does David deal with this uh, strengthening of himself by, uh, by looking into confidence? So it brings me to the second point in, in Psalm 27 verses uh, 4 to 6. Our confidence deepens as we seek uh, God's presence. Now, if you read verses uh, 4 to 6, and I'm going to just pull up my Bible here. Verses 4 to 6 uh, says to us, One thing I ask from the Lord. This only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in the temple. Now, um, Jewish poetry in Psalm 27 is, is, uh, has a tendency to uh, say the same thing in different ways. And in, in essence, it's really his confidence in God uh, deepens as he seeks God out. The key word uh, that you find here is that he seeks for, he dwells in the presence, he gazes upon, he inquires and meditates upon the Lord. And so the focus, again, of his attention uh, is the Lord in his temple, which is the house of the Lord. Now, of course, uh, in times past, when the uh, when the church uh, was open to us, people would find this uh, sacred place and they would come uh, to the church or places where they felt that God was present. Um, Jesus, you realize, in times when he was feeling the need to face God, would go up to a high mountain or to a deserted place. Now, I'm not saying that you should do that, particularly in our movement control order, which says stay at home. But Jesus did also say, uh, to his disciples, you know, uh, you are the temple of God. Uh, in Revelations, we are reminded that we, uh, the church, are the temple, both individually and uh, collectively. And so really, in a way, 
the temple of God or the house of God is where God abides. And God abides with us in the spirit in ourselves. And when we come to God, uh, particularly in prayer, in meditation, and in contemplation of him. So we dwell in the presence of the Lord. We gaze upon or meditate upon the Lord in his temple and through seeking him out and dwelling in the house of God. Uh, this would be a, a spending time uh, together with him. And so I'd like to ask you, I mean, in, in this period of the movement order, what is the first thing that you do uh, when you wake up in the morning? What's the last thing that you do uh, that you, when you go to sleep? Uh, for some of us, it might be reaching out to our children and hugging them or, or turning to the wife or to the spouse and saying good morning. Uh, unfortunately for some of us, the first thing some of us seems to seem to reach out and do is uh, reach out to the handphone and check for what messages came out through the night. Uh, so remember this, our confidence in God uh, comes from us looking and seeking the Lord in this time, not looking for answers on WhatsApp and finding out information. In fact, some of my friends have told me that uh, the more they read the news online, the more depressed and anxious they get. And I recall uh, some of the survivors from Wuhan uh, were commenting in their coping and in their after effects of what happened. They said, uh, there will always be information. There'll be always a lot of disinformation and uh, truth. Uh, put that aside, listen only to the truth, and more importantly, hold on to what is true and what is of God. So remember, the first point is we focus on the Lord and our confidence in God uh, increases as we seek the Lord and dwell in his presence. Uh, but then David moves on. Uh, he moves on further into verses 7 uh, to 12, where he says, Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, will I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. And you have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me. God, my Savior. And though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your ways, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes or false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. Now, in this, verses 7 to 10, uh, in particular, David uh, prays for God's continued uh, presence. So he seeks the Lord, and the one thing that he first asked for in his petition to the God, uh, in a way, he giving us a template for the prayer that we're asking for is to pray for God's uh, continued presence. Again, uh, my heart says of you, seek his face. And, and earlier on, Orange and Pear were telling us, you know, that God really calls us uh, to talk to him in trouble. Uh, verse uh, 10, and particularly in the New Living Translation says, uh, my heart says of the Lord, seek his face. And he says, uh, speak to me. So really, our confidence really deepens when we spend time uh, waiting for him, seeking him out and talking to the Lord uh, and telling him that's our problem. And so really, one of the first things we could do when we speak to the Lord is to acknowledge our anxiety, our frailty, our brokenness, our 
uh, lack of answers sometimes. And we, we come to the Lord and we travail. You know, that's a word that we sometimes use. We travail before the Lord and we say, Lord, I don't know the answers. It's really tough. I'm tired, I'm anxious, and we don't know what to do. I'm coming to you, Lord, and I'm asking you to answer us in our time of need. Then David moves on, and this is something which I want to point out uh, about uh, something that's very consistent in Psalm 27 as well as in uh, Joshua chapter 1. David prays for the Lord's guidance and truth. Now, let's turn to that in verse 11 and 12. Uh, eleven verse eleven and twelve says, "Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path. Teach me your way, Lord, and lead me in a straight path." It's a prayer for the Lord's guidance and truth. Now, if you have your Bibles open with us, uh, Joshua chapter one, verse eight says, "Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night." so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, be not afraid, be not be discouraged. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. But key in this, in, in Joshua chapter 1, uh, verse 8, is this reminder that God gives to Joshua that the book of the law, uh, God's scriptures, his commandments, and his guidance should be on their heart. Now, Jesus himself says, uh, I give you these commandments, write them in your hearts. Uh, And in the New Testament, we are reminded that the Holy Spirit, who is with us, brings to remembrance God's ways, his commandments. Uh, He tells us to love God and to love one another. And so in the midst of our... um, searching for answers and looking everywhere. We look to God and we also look to his words and we look to the Holy Spirit for guidance and truth. Now, this is a a very scarce commodity in this time. Uh, Many friends are forwarding information which they've not verified. And in a way, we give cop-out answers and says, you know, someone else forwarded it to me. I'm just sending it to you so that you might know. But Hey guys, we're people of truth. Uh, we're people of trustworthiness. And so in order for us to be trustworthy, uh, what we say, even if it's secondhand uh, given to us, we need to verify whether it's true. And more importantly, we need to look at the truth of God and what God is telling us in this time, that He is with us, that we need not be fearful and anxious. And so we look for the Lord in this particular way. And David continues to say in verse 13 uh, that we pray in confidence, with confidence and hope, that we will see God's goodness. Now, uh, this is how it says it in verse 13. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now, many of you are thinking, you know, I'm in this MCO. There is no life. We've been stuck for two weeks and we're going to be stuck for another two weeks. What are we going to do? I need to remind you that Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and life to the full. You may discover that during this time, 
that going deeper into the Lord is uh, encountering a fullness of life and a confidence in God, which you've been searching for elsewhere and it's not been filling you. So we pray with confidence because Jesus also reminded us that when we pray, pray with confidence that we have received the help that we ask for, trusting in Him. Now, I'm not saying that you, you trust Him to entertain you throughout this period. We need to remember that people who are followers of Jesus also encounter difficult times. The people who were imprisoned when they asked the Lord to release them continued in prison but they were confident that God was with them. And even if it meant martyrdom for them, they continued to be faithful with God and they rejoiced that they suffered together with God. So our confidence is not that we always perpetually live only in the light. Our confidence is that even in our darkness, in our difficulty, God is our light that shows us the way to take the next step. So I pray that you find this confidence in the Lord. Now. David ends in verse 14 with his uh, strong uh, admonition, uh, verse 14, uh, that as we are strengthened and encouraged, we want to wait for the Lord. Now, this, uh, this particular important word that he says there, uh, to wait for the Lord, uh, let me read that out from verse 14. Wait for the Lord, be strong, take heart, and wait for the Lord. As a double, uh, uh, almost almost like a sandwich, if you might say it, you know, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart, wait for the Lord. It's when we're in this state of readiness and strong and encouraged that we respond to the Lord's leading. But I'd like to point out something that maybe isn't so clearly seen in the normal English version. In the Hebrew version of the Bible, it tells us to uh, be strong, hazak, to be strong and to take courage uh, in the Lord. But when it says uh, wait on the Lord, it uh, in a way says uh, El Yodhevahe, uh, the tetragrammon, uh, Yahweh. El Yahweh. Now, El is this word that says, uh, it's a preposition uh, that says, uh, Two words. It's a preposition that is directional. Wait on, and in fact, the older word that use is used better for this is wait unto the Lord. Uh, it's better translated wait unto, wait toward, uh, lean on, or wait on, and lean against uh, the Lord. That's particularly interesting because many of us, when we wait, we just stand still and we expect God to come to us. But the intention of the meaning behind this in the Hebrew is to wait and seek and move towards where God is. Uh, I repeat that again. It's, it's to wait with a tension and anticipation of readiness and strength to move towards God and to seek him out and to be where he is. It's not just a simple just, oh, let me just Wait here and pray and wait and pray and wait and pray and not do anything. You have to remember that Jesus, when he sought out the Lord early in the morning, he would go out, he would seek the Lord, he would speak to the Lord in prayer, and then he'd spend a full day doing his Father's will. Now, I don't know what it means for you to do the Father's will, 
at this point in time. If you're a frontline worker, if you're uh, in the uniform bodies like the police, uh, immigration, customs, uh, the people who have to deal with other people. And I, I realize that those who are in the delivery uh, line and also in the retail business, uh, in the shops, you're packing uh, all these crates of food that people are taking and filling up their trolleys. And you're a frontliners too. And you serve the Lord in the way that you do because people are dependent on you and you never realize how important you are. Some of us are frontliners on the call services uh, over the phone, uh, answering frantic calls for help and responding to people where they need. You need to be in a state of readiness, waiting on the Lord to respond to the people who are in difficulty. What does it mean to be where God is? I know for our church, some of us are reaching out to the Rohingya community, uh, to the migrant community and to our Orang Asli uh, communities and the villages because they don't know what's going on with us at this point in time. And they're also stuck and they need food. Some of you are reaching out to your neighbors uh, and answering the Lord and seeing where he is leading you. Some For some of us, means uh, topping up credit balances on our neighbors' uh, expired prepaid phones. And I, I'm very touched to know that uh, some folks have done this for uh, the elders who are used to going to a shop to get their uh, scratch-on prepaid cards and uh, don't know how to do this online. Now, you could be one of these people. Uh, if you're connected online and your way of reaching out is to add some financial balances to someone who's lost a job, who's been unable to work, that's how we wait on the Lord. It's not just a simple sitting down and kneeling down and not, not moving. There are ways in which we are waiting on the Lord by serving Him and following Him where He leads us. Let me bring this to a close and bring this to our application points. Going forward, uh, we want you to know that your confidence is in God. Uh, it's not in our own strengths, our own abilities, or in other people's capabilities. Is actually in the Lord himself. So know that your confidence is in God. None of the things of this earth. I need you to anchor that in your heart. Keep your eyes focused on God and the problems tend to fade away. Not that they're not, not there, but the problems get a proper perspective and that you get the right help. You remember what Orange and uh, Pear were saying now, you know, when I'm in trouble and my parents are not around and I don't have the resources, I don't know what to do. I know who to look for, who is greater than the virus, greater than all the problems that we have. God Almighty, Yahweh, capital L-O-R-D. The thing that we need to be is to be strong and courageous and to seek God's presence first. Now, uh, some of us at home have been uh, uh, retreating into being uh, couch potatoes, you know, watching uh, and, you know, the only thing we seem to be active of is uh, putting up a playlist of all the different movies we haven't watched and we want to catch up on and uh, not even get dressed uh, for, for any of our conference calls. So it's, it's not a state of idleness. Uh, and so uh, parents, uh, families, friends, uh, be strong, which also means uh, take your vitamins, get your exercise, uh, do some exercise. You know, if you want to, you can connect with uh, Brother Tavern 
you probably have some Tabata things that you could do uh, and, and uh, keep active. But to be strong, not just physically, but also mentally, emotionally. Now, if you're feeling uh, a touch blue and uh, depressed and you need some help in this time, reach out. Uh, our sister, uh, Rita Pile, she's given us a list of contacts. And feel free to reach out to the small group leaders and to the pastors online or, or give me a call. Uh, talk to us because you, you really don't want to be looking and staring at your walls and the ceiling and, and feeling really uh, glum and blue. Be courageous. And being courageous is not a matter of not having fear. Again, uh, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is the ability to focus on your purpose and the capacities and the resources available to you, God himself, that help you to overcome your fear. One thing that you need to uh, demonstrate and model for your children and your children's children is courage in the face of fear, in the face of an enemy, an enemy, the virus, that we can't even see. And that courage is demonstrated by our fortitude and our trust and our confidence in God. But we can only know what God is saying if we seek Him first and we turn to Him. Finally, the one thing to do is to pray to discern where God is calling us to move and to respond to, and to wait and respond to God in this time. I do hope that we're not staying at home and just feeling very restless and, uh, and lost. I do pray that you're seeking God, you're waiting on the Lord and, and waiting unto the Lord by turning to Him and saying, Lord, where are you moving? How do you want me to move and respond? Who? in my neighborhood needs my help that I can help them with. And then turning and responding uh, to God in that particular measure. Friends, uh, let's pray. Let's commit this time to the Lord. Dear Lord, you are our strength and our shield in times of difficulty. You are our stronghold, our defender. Whom shall we fear? Not even whom, Lord, what shall we fear? For you, O Lord, are great, and you, O Lord, are marvelous and wonderful, and far greater. You are the Lord of the big and the very, very small. And in our times of trouble, Lord, we pray that you will be with us, Lord, even as we seek you. Forgive us, Lord, when we tend to focus on our problems, when it consumes our energy and our strength when we're anxious and worried about it, Lord. It leaks us of our strength. But you remind us, Lord, that the joy of the Lord is our strength and you, O Lord, are our joy. Help us, Lord, to remain and abide with you and to seek you. This we ask and we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We have some questions for reflection. Um, and we're just going to quickly flash it up there. Um, the first one being, what are you afraid of during this period of confinement? Uh, are you fearful and anxious? And um, could it be that your confidence is wrongly placed uh, in people, things, or institutions uh, rather than God? Uh, it's a self-acknowledgement maybe, and uh, we might need to come to the Lord in this time. And so, friends, if you, if you have uh, time later on with your family and uh, uh, with, your, with your loved ones, would you take time to discuss that? 
uh, with them later on in, in your small group. Now, the second question that was uh, posed up uh, was, what do you think you can do to stay strong and encouraged during this time? Uh, are you seeking God intentionally, putting aside uh, time to pray? Now, if, you've, uh, if, if you have by any way forgotten, uh, the Methodist churches, in line with all the churches worldwide, have dedicated last Sunday and this Sunday for prayer and fasting. Now, that's a, a, an intentional seeking of the Lord. So if you're able to fast, then join us in a fast to pray that the Lord lift this pandemic up, that we flatten the curve, and that people remain resolved in uh, staying strong at home. You might also want to think about uh, challenging some of your friends and the connection, how to stay healthy, uh, how to uh, stay alert, and keep an eye out for those who are looking rather glum and depressed. Lastly, the third, uh, the third one is to ask, what is one way? If you can think of more than one, it'd be wonderful, but easy to start simple. What is one way you can strengthen and encourage someone else? Uh, if you're the one that needs to be strengthened, of course, call out and speak to others. But I trust that many of our church members and friends are actually quite capable and able to look outside of themselves. Now, this is not just for the adults. These are for the children as well. So your children may want to connect with their friends and say hi. Uh, they might be missing some of their schoolmates and wanting to talk to them. Uh, so give them a chance to encourage and strengthen. As an interesting thing about the word courage, uh, encourage is to add courage. And to encourage someone is to come alongside with them and give them courage, uh, assurance and comfort when they're feeling down. So help each other to encourage others in this time. I leave these three questions for your reflection and discussion. And uh, we commit this time uh, to the Lord again. My friends, I believe at this time that we're going to sing this song, uh, Lord, I Need You. And so as we uh, prepare our hearts, come in confidence with God, declare that we need Him.
Praise God for that uh, wonderful uh, skit and uh, uh, wonderful uh, preaching uh, by the word of the Lord uh, that he is our strength and salvation. He's the light of our salvation and we uh, wait upon him. I just want to um, invite you to spend a quiet moment with the Lord even right now in uh, reflection, um, in response to his word that has been preached. I just want to invite you, whatever struggles and pain and fear that you're having right now, to just want to bring it before the Lord, seek him in his temple, inquire of him and let your soul wait upon the Lord, seek to draw near to him. All right, I just want to invite uh, Reverend Ronald to give us the benediction even right now. Let us pray, friends. Well, Lord, even as we have sung, we need you. Evermore in this period of difficulty and trial, Lord, help us to keep our eyes on you and not on the things of this earth, Lord. Help us, Lord, to have a good perspective on our problem and the bigness of you. And help us, Lord, to wait on you, to follow and lean on you and move towards you rather than to be static where we are, to pursue you in prayer, 
and to respond to your leading and your prompting to be where you've called us to be, Lord. Send us forth, therefore, in your grace and your mercy and guide us in your truth. Go, therefore, brothers and sisters, trusting in the Lord. Be strong. Be courageous. And wait patiently upon the Lord. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, both now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Friends, I, I want to thank you uh, for again for Orange and uh, Pear for for doing that things. A uh, good way to remind each other and to talk to the children was what they were doing. You know, uh, be strong, be courageous, and wait patiently upon the Lord. But I'd like to teach you another sign, uh, something which I, I learned recently when I came back from uh, from Turkey. We, we learned some uh, signs, and these were secret codes uh, that Christians used in order to uh, tell each other, I'm a Christian, uh, just by this sign. And it's this thing here, uh, if you just hold up your hand, uh, who can, th those of you who can see it. So it's uh, index finger, middle finger, and uh, last finger, but the uh, ring finger and the thumb are connected. And you might be wondering, what's that, uh, what's that sign supposed to mean? Well, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and this one is Christ in his human form. The fact that he came as a, as a man in our midst. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and God in his human nature with us throughout the whole time. So as we look to God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and God with us, be strong, be courageous, wait upon the Lord. The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you. Have a blessed week and I uh, hope to see you again in the coming weeks. Thank you everyone and uh, thank you for joining us online and uh, continue to stay connected with us. I look forward to see as many of you as possible this Thursday evening, um, 8.30 our evening prayer, Thursday uh, prayer meeting. Uh, please uh, set aside that time and have a wonderful time. Care groups. Stay safe and the Lord be with you and bless you. We'll see you again. <laughs>